Welcome to the Sons of Gideon podcast, where we tear down idols and exalt Christ. I'm your host for the night, Chris Sturden. I'm joined with Seth Tomiana. Yeah. And Ruben Reese. Ruben Reese. Tonight Woo! we'll be cracking into sexual ethics. Let's, Let's go. Get into it. These cultural waves aren't going to bother them. They'll respond to them as they need to, but they have a mission. They're like a heat seeking missile that is set on the target, and we will accomplish. You have the Holy Spirit. You're men, ain't you? We want to fight the good fight, Paul said. Wage the good warfare. 1 John 5 verse 4 says, Everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not just content for a story. It is embedded with divine power to literally change lives and bring the new birth to the glory of God. Christianity is a world-conquering religion hey how are we going boys good we're man. back yeah we're going good mate good tell me where is the location of val tonight send me we are on seth's balcony yes my balcony of my place yep is this a balcony or is this like a porch <laughs> i think it's, it's a, a porch. deck it's a deck it's a deck, yeah. deck. Well, important distinction a dick uh yes a that's how dick. the the nz people say it yeah. <laughs> um Please don't yeah. say that again. <laughs> How's our week's been? Summing up something interesting we did today. I uh, I taught piano lessons. Wow. Uh, okay, hot shot. I fabricated this big frame Whoa. to align rails. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So good. You heard it first. Yeah. <clears throat> and I did a literacy and numeracy test. Oh, how'd that go? Oh. I got free coffee. Oh, nice. Good. How good. Literacy and numeracy. That sounds like... C- courtesy points like for kind failing. Of primary school Yeah, it does. Kinda. Yeah. It does sound like it. Sounds low level. It does sound like that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice, guys. All right, let's crack into it. Um, tonight, we are... Uh, it is about 10 o'clock yeah, shooting man. this podcast. We're bright and sharp. We're talking about sexual ethics tonight. Yeah. Um, let's crack it off and say, why are we talking about sexual ethics? Um, why is this part of our podcast and why discuss it? Well, mirroring uh, what the meaning of this podcast is, which is uh, engaging idols of our current culture, uh, uh, we can agree that sexual ethics is something that has been thrown to the curb or biblically sexual ethics. Mm. Uh, in this day and age where if you, you can just walk around and you can see uh, uh, nudity pretty much anywhere. You go into a shopping center, uh, you see half-naked girl and a massive picture. You look at buses. Um, yeah. Yeah, Seth said it's very, the sexual sins are very prevalent uh, today. Where it's, it's the point where it's normalized. Like yeah. women walking around in bikinis is just normal. Yeah. No one thinks twice about whether they should be wearing that or not. And it's just, it's just everywhere. It's blatant. Uh, it's obvious. And people, um, is, having sex before marriage is the norm. Yeah. And if, if, if you're someone who waits until marriage to have sex, then you're weird. It's like, yeah. oh, what? You know? Or if, if you find someone who's a, a virgin in their 20s, it's like, oh, like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and that just goes to show how um, perverse and evil uh, the, the, the sexual sins of our time are. Yeah. 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 So going off that, what would be just to help be helpful for us tonight um, talking about with us? What would be the three major categories that we could define 
the sexual ethics in or four? Four categories. No, three. Oh, three. <laughs> four sexual ethics. Well, the first one would be adultery. Yep. Yeah, adultery. And what were the other two you were going for, Chris? What's I can't fully... Like sexual immorality or... Yeah, sex before marriage. Oh, sex, yeah, sex before marriage, marriage that's it. Pornography. Pornography, Pornography and yeah. masturbation. Yeah, yeah, They're the three it. we'll be hitting today. So let's start off. That's the one. Adultery. What is it? Um, and what are some implications of it? So adultery is when um, someone who's married, for example, a man, who, man who's married to a woman, sleeps with someone else's... Uh, someone else's wife mm. or that's, someone else or someone else in yeah. general mm. yeah um, so that's that's what adultery is and that's everyone in our culture would generally agree that that's wrong mm. well most people some there are some crazy people out there who think that's okay but mm. everyone everyone pretty much universally agrees even in our sinful culture that adultery <coughs> at least is wrong mm. and where do we see this rebuked in the scriptures where do we see adultery being a sin uh, in the Ten Commandments, Exodus yes. 20. Uh, it's the seventh commandment. Mm. Uh, you shall not commit adultery. Yep. And then we also got Matthew five, twenty-seven, mm. where what Jesus kind of expounds upon uh, that commandment, mm. but also brings it... Uh, well, yeah, he expounds upon it. Well, I'll actually read it. Matthew five twenty-seven. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks towards a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his mm. heart. Hmm. Why is adultery so spoken out against in the Bible? Why is it so bad? Well, with any of the God's moral laws, they're bad because God says that they're wrong. Yeah, God's the one who Great decrees reason. Uh, what's wrong. But also, saying that, there are also natural consequences that come about from adultery. Mm. Yeah. So God's created... Um, men and women, a, a man to be married with a woman, mm. and then they will have kids, um, and they will, they will mother and they will father their children. And uh, it was God's plan for us to, to multiply and take dominion over the earth, w- mm. which we have done. Yep. We've multiplied, we've spread out across the earth, earth, we've taken dominion. And adultery attacks at the very core and the heart of, of that mission, of that goal, mm-hmm. um, because it attacks at the family. Once, once a man commits adultery and sleeps with someone else's wife, that entire family will just be ripped apart, yeah. Yeah. which is what we see. Like when, when a family becomes divorced, like that's, that's a terrible thing to happen. People yeah. end up being raised by a single mother. Most of the time, it's a single mom. Sometimes they're traveling between the mom and the dad and <laughs> it just causes havoc in a family and it mm. has generational impacts that go down the line. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, so it's, 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 it's wrong because God says it's wrong, uh, but also there's, there's natural consequences that come about uh, because of adultery. Yeah. And what are the, so we talk about specifically marriage. This isn't, um, you can't say, oh, it's adultery when my boyfriend or girlfriend's done this. This is particularly in marriage and what we call a marriage covenant. Seth, or would you like to explain to everyone what a covenant in general is and why particularly, because that's what really makes adultery so, um, such a heinous um, sin against God. Because it's breaking that covenant. So, what yeah. is a covenant, and what is what? What are the implications of it as far as adultery goes? Yeah. Well, a covenant, uh, in short, is is a solemn bond made between two parties, mm. with attendant, uh, with that comes along with blessings and also cursings. 
Um, and then we know that the, the implications of, of breaking such a covenant uh, is what Ruben had mentioned before, where yeah. it, ha- it affects more than just the two people who came together, but it also affects the whole nuclear family. Mm. But um, I guess why it's also important biblically is because we can see from Genesis uh, to the covenant of grace in which we are currently in, um, God works through covenants and he takes them very, very seriously. Mm. And um, so should we. Yeah. Yeah, just a, 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 a text proof on marriage being a covenant. There's Proverbs yeah. uh, 2.17. This is talking about the adulterous woman. And she forsakes the companion of her youth, which would be her husband, and forgets the covenant of her God. Yeah. So it's a covenant they make between each other and with God. Um, that they are made one flesh, um, man and woman. We see that back in Genesis. And we see that all throughout the scriptures and extremely prevalent in the New Testament with especially, obviously, Jesus and the writing of Paul. Um, so not only do we see its, its effects, um, the breaking up of the nuclear family, but why is that such an issue as far as marriage goes? Why is breaking the nuclear family up such an issue? Um, well, we can, we can go into even the roles of, of, of what yep. the wife and the husband play um, in, the, in, in the nuclear family and how, how God has created it to be in, in covenant. That, that if you have a husband who, who is uh, obedient to his role as, as a leader and as a shepherd and the wife who is the nurturer mm. and then the kids being brought up with uh, his parents fulfilling these certain roles, when, when that is broken or, or, when, uh, or, or by sin uh, the covenant is broken, um, and the wife goes astray or, or the husband leaves the family and forsakes them, that leaves then the wife trying to fulfill something she wasn't made to fulfill or yeah. trying to, trying to uh, or, yeah, or vice versa, the husband trying to do something he wasn't uh, made to fulfill. And then mm. you, you have that falling apart in how the, the kids are, are brought up. And then this could also affect the kids' families when they are older. And this, could some, this is something that can cause, that can be generational. Mm. Just mm. from... Uh, the breaking of that, the very serious marriage covenant. Yep. Mm. So we see that in, uh, explicitly stated, Paul, we've been going through Ephesians uh, yeah, as our Ephesians church six. series, Ephesians 5. <laughs> yes, Ephesians 5. Yes. <laughs> Ephesians 5, 22 to 33, yes. mm. where uh, Paul basically outright directly uh, puts this, that men are the head yeah like christ is the head of the church and women are the body like the church is the body of christ um and without the head so men have a specific um design being men to be leaders to lead the family both in spiritual matters and just in general how the uh the family operates uh it's designed for men to lead and women to submit to that leadership. Yeah. And women have specific roles in nature. Um, we see that from Genesis, obviously, or through the New Testament as well. <clears throat> Let's um, move on to sex before marriage. Mm. What What's the go with that? Why is that an issue? Well, I think uh, dumb, some really dumb thing that you hear uh, people say... Um, I've heard this kind of people at school would joke around, make this joke. They'd say, it's not sex before marriage if you never get married. Mm. And they'll be like, oh, got you there. Like, found a loophole <laughs> in God's law. <laughs> and uh, no, that doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, it's. I think sex before marriage is just normalized mm. so much in our culture. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people make these arguments saying, you know, uh, don't don't you want to sleep with a bunch of girls first before you get married? So you make sure you get the right one. And yeah. don't you need practice talking to girls? You know, so when you actually get married, you're prepared. But that's not really the case. What actually ends up happening is when you go around and you you sleep with all these different girls all the time, and mm. you're you're having all these, you're getting together with different girls, and then you're breaking up with them. You're essentially practicing for a divorce. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens is you get into the marriage um, with someone, and it's a lifelong commitment. And because you've had so many past experiences of all these people you've dated and all these people you've slept with before, it can be very easy for you to just give up on the marriage covenant um, and, de- and decide to, to divorce mm. and for it to break apart. Yeah. Um, so it causes issues. And, and God designed yeah. sex to, to take place between a man and a woman within the context of a marriage. Yeah. Um, and that's how they are to... Be, be fruitful and multiply and mm. have kids um, and it's supposed to happen within one family kind of context mm. yeah even even on like a personal level uh, when you bring that kind of baggage into a, into a marriage it, it I think they don't like to think too too far into the future of how that, that will affect your wife mm. in the future or or how she will feel maybe about the things that you've done in your past or mm. even vice versa and the kind of uh uh, conflicts that can uh, bring up, yeah, because um, she, she ultimately might not feel cherished, and she, yeah, this can go into a rabbit hole of of just uh, consequences mm. of certain sins that might seem really nice in the moment, but they yeah. have ramifications down the line. That yeah, yeah, because of the way God's designed <coughs> sexual relations. Um, and when we enter into a marriage covenant, we're in union with one another. The yeah. Bible speaks of becoming one flesh. It, it, it literally is like that. Um, when you partake in this, it's like you're just going against, you're going, you are going against nature and how God's designed a relationship and sexual intimacy to be. So then it's just, it, everything will play up. Obviously, the consequences of um, sex and sexually transmitted diseases yeah. are an obvious um, sign of god's wrath and um yeah yeah, judgment on this um that spreading of many sexual partners um yeah because of this so boys should christians or should christians try and avoid sex in all matters is this just a bunch of just forever virgin guys saying this and um do christians just hate sex and just think it's just better to be single and Never engage in that. What are the thoughts there? Well, sex is a is a good gift from God. Mm. It's not it's not bad. Yeah. It's not evil. We don't we don't hate it. We yeah. don't uh, we don't think it's bad as Christians. But we actually think it's good. Mm. Um, and and sex should be done properly in the way that God designed it. So, and when you break those boundaries of 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 the way God designed sex to take place, which is between a man and a woman within a marriage. Mm. Um, as, as Chris mentioned before, there are natural consequences of this. So people get diseases um, is kind of the main, main thing that comes to mind. And then also um, often unwanted pregnancies are another thing that comes about when people uh, commit these kinds of sins. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's even uh, like for the Christian and, and uh, with, with the promise of sex that is given to the Christian when they get married, it's actually 
it's a uh, it's a chase. It's like it's a beautiful thing. You look mm. at Song of Songs and how God has has designed such such the pursuit between a man and a woman mm. to then that day when they finally come together in one and how it increases their intimacy towards one another. Um, it's a it's a beautiful thing in which uh, when if, if you have sex outside of marriage, you've fallen short of God's perfect design for sex. So you yeah. haven't had sex. You you've had sin. You've engaged in sin. It's not God's design and, and intent and purpose for marriage, uh, for sex, which it only can be experienced biblically within marriage. We agree. We're just uh, passing notes because we're looking at the time. Um, as Brother Seth said, he referred to some uh, a book in the Bible, basically um, written by Solomon directly addressing this. It's, it's a yeah. poetic book and it is quite... Um, how, what's that word I'm looking for? Quite explicit yeah. about the sexual intimacy um, of a man and a woman in a marriage covenant. It's through Proverbs quite explicitly. Um, and in fact, Paul addresses this directly to the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians 7 when they thought, oh, it's just better to abstain permanently. And he actually rebukes them and says, no. We know, uh, we, I know from nature that you are burning with urges yeah. and that you should actually get married and have a lot of sex in marriage yeah. context. This is a good thing. Don't try and mm. think you're more pious by not doing this or um, yeah. abstaining because you're just stronger than everyone else. No, it's the way God's designed it and Christians are pro-sex within the marriage context. Uh -huh. well, um, just to uh, touch on the third thing, we could even make a whole podcast dedicated to this because yeah. we can just go off on this now. But we'll just touch on it now. Um, porn, masturbation. Yeah. Why are these... Uh, why is this such an evil sin against God? And where does it get rebuked in the scriptures? Well, Jesus says uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, I mm. think we, we might have mentioned it before, it's in Matthew yeah. chapter 5. Um, Jesus says that even if you look at a woman with lust, um, you're you you're condemned. You can yeah. you condemned broken to the, the fire law. of hell. You've broken God's law. Yeah. yeah. Um, so even even so much as looking at a woman with lust, like out on the street, even that is sinful. Mm. Yeah. So then, obviously, it's, it's it's sinful to watch pornography um, based off of that command. Um, and and there's sort of a, a lie with pornography. A lot of you'll think, oh, it's 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 not affecting anyone else. Like, because you can make arguments. You could say, oh, okay, I get having sex before marriage. I understand there's consequences of those actions. That's bad. Mm. But what about pornography? That's just me alone in my bedroom. It's not affecting anyone else. Mm. Well, that's not actually really true. It is affecting other people. Uh, well, first off, it's affecting you. Um, it's going to have harmful impacts on your life, on the way you think, the way you view women. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then it, it will typically lead to other sins in your life and um, it will stunt your spiritual maturity and your spiritual growth. Mm. Um, and then the other thing that it harms is, is the women um, online. A yeah. lot of these women aren't there by choice. You know, yeah. They're forced to be in this situation. Um, and you're, you, by watching pornography, you're, you're propagating this and you're, you're mm. kind of putting money in, into this industry. It's like, it's like billions of dollars, yeah. uh, the, the porn industry. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, just to make probably uh, when we mentioned big words um, like rape and um, uh, just physical pain and abuse, 
you you hear these things and you like shiver but this is exactly what you're engaging in and supporting when you watch pornography it's a very serious and disgusting thing yeah. that has just been normalized in our culture um in general uh so even general revelation or just general uh our conscience should bear witness to say well this is really evil what's going on yeah, it, even it, just in the production of this it, it's gotten even so far to a stage where even carnal men are realizing the yep. the destruction of this thing yep. where where men not only have Christians been saying this from from day dot, but you have men now who are actively rebellious against God and His laws, mm. seeing seeing the punishment and seeing the the uh, the consistent end of of such sins like this, which you can look into like child sex trafficking, yep. the child pornography, wicked stuff, bestiality, mm. uh, where it, where it goes, and when you have carnal men, men who who hate God and their consciences are still being seared against this. Mm. It, it's really highlighting that this is a lot bigger than, than you just in your dark room watching a screen. Yeah. This does a whole lot more than you think. Um, and yeah, and it takes a, a lot more than it gives. Mm. Yeah. And like we said, we're, we're probably going to make a whole podcast, yeah. even a short dedicated to this. Yeah. Um, but as well as, you know, things, we say carnal, we just mean non-Christian guys. Yeah, yeah. That's what we mean by carnal. They've realized, well, it diminishes motivation. Yeah. It makes you lazy. It gives you no drive to actually, because by design and purpose, God yeah. has given us that drive to go out yeah. and get a wife, chase a wife and have sex with her and make lots of children. Uh, if you're just doing that by yourself, you're going to have no drive to do that. Yeah. And this is when obviously people get upset that they're depressed and alone. So there's yeah. a lot of... Um, natural consequences God's established in this but it is also a heinous crime against his law yeah. and that if you have done this men and women and any age um, as well as adultery cheating as well as sex before marriage all of these even if you've just had the intent in your heart of oh, I'm sexually uh, attracted to this person I, I want to have sex with them or just getting turned on that's alone is enough judgment and god sees your heart god knows your heart you may be alone in your room no one's around but god can see everything he can see every human from eternity past to eternity future that will ever exist and he can see your thoughts and he will judge you for even single thought and i know everyone yeah. listening to this has had more than a single thought and you constantly sin every day and the reality is you have broken god's moral law and yeah. you will be judged yeah. He has an infinite standard because he's an infinite and holy God and you have broken that. So the consequence is this, is justice. Yeah. He's a just God as well. So he will punish you infinitely yeah. in torment where, where the Bible talks about where their worm does not die. Well, it will not stop ever. Yeah. You'll never use up enough of God's wrath and hatred against this sin and against you for committing it yeah. to ever, oh, now I can be relieved of hell. It's an internal torment. Yeah. But what's the good news, boys? Yeah. I just, I'll just go off what you were saying. With, with, with what, what, what Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, which you spoke about before, mm. where he's like, even if you look towards a woman with lustful intent, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. It goes on, it talks about anger, and it talks about other other. Uh, uh, moral laws of the Ten Commandments. Mm. Uh, he's expounding upon these for the sole purpose so that you would realize you can't uh, attain some kind of righteousness or, oh, I'm just not going to have sex before marriage. Mm. 
No, Jesus makes it, takes it to its end saying, no, if you look at a woman, he's saying these things to make you realize that put up against God's law, you cannot achieve it. Mm. You need someone to, 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 to die on your behalf, to go on. You, you read earlier in Matthew, in Matthew 5, uh, I think Matthew 5, 3, he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom mm. of God. Blessed are those who realize before a holy God that they are bankrupt. Mm. Blessed are those who realize that, that they have nothing to offer to a holy God yep. except for their sin, that their sin in which they have committed. And, and like Brother Chris was saying, uh, every sin, even that, that thought and that, 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 uh, that lust that you entertained even for a second has merited for yourself nothing but an eternity in hell because God's law is perfect. Mm. Uh, his standards are perfect and yes just as he is infinitely loving he needs also to be infinitely just we mm. cannot forget that he can't love at the extent of his justice mm. and the good news of the gospel is is that christ has done it christ yep. obeyed the law perfectly did not once although he was truly man he was truly a man he was not fallen in sin like us mm. he didn't look towards a woman once with lustful intent he wasn't yep. once angry towards a brother he didn't commit murder in his heart, but he lived the perfect life. And yet on that cross on Calvary, he died the death that we deserved. Yep. He didn't just bear the wrath of men on that cross. Uh, I say this time and time again, but he bore the wrath of God for us. Mm. And when he died, he rose again on the third day. And, and on that third day, he rose with the promise that if you just yep. believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Christ has died for your sins, that he is Lord. Yep. He bore the punishment you rightfully deserved. Mm. And if you just believe that in your heart and trust in him, you will be saved. If you were to die tonight after doing that, you would appear before God and God would say, yes, although you have broken my law, I can see you place faith in my son. Mm. And now the sin in which you merited for yourself, I didn't have any wrath reserved for you because I poured it out on Christ. Mm. I, I now look at you and I see the blood of my son. And that's why he will welcome you into glory. Mm. That's why you'll be ushered in. It's because you need a perfect you need a perfect righteousness and that's nothing that we can acquire for ourselves it, it is only found in christ and his mm. in his life and in his death and his and in his resurrection mm. Mm. amen um whoa, whoa. <coughs> you said that at the same time wow <laughs> uh with that we'll wrap things up we'll probably if young people specifically young men we we very much understand that this is a young men's sin, yeah, yeah. especially pornography, masturbation. Um, we'll probably drop the link to our pastor's sermon uh, or mini series he did on breaking free from pornography, addiction, and masturbation. It only comes through faith in Christ and the indwelling spirit um, that comes with that and the blessings that comes with that. So uh, give that a listen. Um, it'll change your life. So we'll probably drop that in some of our socials yeah. somewhere with us. And, um, and as well, just so we don't forget, a call to action. You can't just hear these things and say, wow, these guys, yeah, that, that's a good idea. Mm. Oh, wow, that they wow, they really spoke on this stuff. Oh, wow, yeah, I am struggling with porn. Yep. Oh, it's good that these guys... The call to action is that uh, don't, don't leave this podcast saying, you know what, I'm going to stop watching porn. I'm mm. going to do this. I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm only going to have culture hours. Mm. Uh, our plea and our desires when you walk away from this is that you would repent of your sins. Yep. Remember that you can't do this yourself. Mm. I believe unto Jesus Christ. Um, and yeah, repent mm. of your sins. Believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So that's um, strawberries to oh. <laughs> suck on. <laughs> that's um, biscuits to bite. Bite. That's some um, chips to 
Wait, are you, are you coming up with this now? Or have you like pre? No, no, no. I'm, that's um chips to. I oh, know that's all right. That's some water to cookies to consume. Cookies to consume. There's some plants to ponder. There we go. Thank you, everyone. Some food for thought. Heck. Even. Whoa, I've never heard that one before. Mm. That's good. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Buy us stand firm tickets. Uh, if you. Oh, we have a, we have a we have a sponsor. Stand firm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buy them. We're not, we're not actually sponsored by Stand Firm. That was a joke. But buy them anyway. Yeah, get the Stand Firm tickets. It's, Stand Firm is a conference that uh, our church is doing. Hope Reformed Baptist Church. We're putting on uh, a conference. <laughs> Mate, no one on knew later. where we were until you said that. Now they're uh, going to track us down. And <laughs> there you go. No one's there won't be an episode next week. You no. know what happened to us. Anyway, hit us up if you want tickets. Do it. Uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Any last words, boys? Take it no. away, Ruben, with your... With my what? Start it. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> Cheers! Woo!